We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Loads to talk about today, which is ridiculous because we haven't actually had a game since our last podcast, but we've signed somebody and we're going to preview Southampton. So we're going to talk a little bit about both of those things, what they mean to us um, and how excited we are. Basically, this is just a this is just a like hype pod, I think is the best way to describe it. I'm Charlotte Robson, joined today by Mark Cowley and Kyle Thompson. We are on Patreon. If you don't want to listen to adverts or hear me talk about Patreon, please join us on there. You get this podcast ad-free. You get tons of other stuff. We've had loads of uh, transfer content this week. We've had loads of um, uh, shows about, uh, well, mostly transfer content this week, but we do previews, we do uh, stats shows, we do all sorts on there. So come along and join us. Uh, It's only £8 a month. All right, let's get straight into it, shall we? Anthony Gordon, we've made a signing. I think we were, start, you know, we weren't weren't expecting signing after signing this window, but uh, I, I don't think we were expecting to get to sort of the twenty eighth, twenty ninth of January with nothing. Mark, um, it, it, is this? What's your reaction to signing Gordon? Are you happy? Is it's? Are you, did, do you think this was where we needed to strengthen? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's a good signing. Um, it wasn't expected. If you look at a few months ago after the Evan game, we'll be signing Anthony Gordon in January. <laughs> Not, it's obviously divided um, the fan base a little bit. Um, and I think, I guess, the valuation as well, he, he is overpriced. We probably have paid too much, but, you know, with inflated prices, he's English. Mm. What Chelsea kind of throw at him in terms of money-wise and and some has had something to do with that as well. Um, and obviously, I think behaviour this week's not been r- right. Like, I hadn't liked it in terms of how he's been advised. But yeah, he, he improves the squad at the end of the day. Um, and he ticks a lot of boxes um, for what they're looking for um, in terms of he's quick. He can use both feet. He's technically good. Um, he's versatile in terms of he can play on the left. He can play through the center. He can play on the right. He's got that nastiness about him as well. He's, like I say, a bit shit um, which we've, we've seen from him. So, mm. which I'm sure the, the, he would like as as well to be honest but yeah last season he was he's one of Evans best players really um obviously this season he hasn't been as as, as good as, as what we've seen but that's probably to do with kind of Everton's performance as mm-hmm. well but yeah I say he's a, he's a good signing I mean his end product's not there yet but he's 21 he's still very young um I absolutely back how to to get the best out of him and like I say Ashworth and how has made him his target probably in the summer and now so you look to now in terms of the signings we made, we've pretty much got 
everyone right. And I mm. think position-wise, we were after a winger uh, in the type of player he is and um, obviously competition in the team. And like I say, he can't play left, can't play right, can't play through the centre if needed. So we needed that. And I, yeah, I say overall, it's a, it's a good, good signing, signing to have, yeah. Positive. Kyle, much has been made of um, Gordon's like attitude. He obviously wasn't turning up to training. I think he was keen to leave Everton. Um, who can blame him? Um, and people saying he won't fit into sort of Howe's uh, mentality at Newcastle. What do you say to that? I think uh, on a personal level, I think Eddie Howe can change attitudes. I think that like, uh, like Mark says that he's a young guy. He's only 21. Um, it probably is true that his attitude in the past few weeks hasn't been great, but overall, does that bother you? Uh, to be fair, it doesn't, because you look at you look at the state of the club that Everton is in at the minute, and the Everton fans for his last game literally blocked the streets to hound him in his car, which is like crazy, like levels of toxicity at the club, and like mm-hmm. six months ago they were like they were singing the praises of him and like calling him the next big thing essentially um so the attitude is it, it's it's it, it's a bit of pros and cons with it. obviously will it be a problem in the future if he has a good couple of games for Newcastle will he get linked with another club and he'd be like I want to leave to go to them that may be a problem but to to be fair like I'm not 100% convinced by Anthony Gordon like I'm not but okay. I don't know I don't see it personally however I am 100% convinced in Eddie Howe when he's decision-making. Like, when he signed Nick Pope in the summer, everyone was like, why he signed Nick Pope? Like, like we've got Martin Dubravko, we don't need him. Mm. Fast forward six months, Nick Pope's being called either the best in the Premier League or the best on the planet. The best in the world. The best in Bruno. the world. Like, like, like if any, any one manager can get anything out of this kind of player... It's it's definitely Eddie Howe. So in a few months' time, hopefully we're saying forty-five million is an absolute snippet and <laughs> and he goes on to do great things. But obviously, as Mark says, it's a, he's a very raw talent. Mm. Like there's a lot to develop there and and stuff like that. But I'm sure for Eddie Howe it's a type of player that he can can bring in, get used to the system. He does work hard, that's one thing he's always been able to do, Anthony Gordon. So um yeah, it's a, it, it, it is a signing that's uh, controversial in a way, mm. but I think for me, even though I'm not convinced, like, blank slate, I'll, he, he will get a chance to prove yeah. himself, and it won't be if he has one bad touch of the balls or he's shit. Like, it'll be like, um, they give him a good couple of seasons to, to get in because, like, it's an exciting time to be a Newcastle fan. If, they, if a £45 million signing is the worst thing going on at Newcastle at the minute. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm a happy person. Let's, like, yeah, let, you have to do step back. You do have to step back, don't you, and think, all oh, right, yeah, actually, this, this is still good. Yeah. Everything's quite good. But just on your hard work as well, yeah, he's been a bit of a graft, I can see, but I think with the high press as well, um, that's something you can yeah. see him work And one other positive, well. Jacob Murphy will probably not be in the squad anymore. Like, he might get oh, off the bench every now oh, and then. Still will be coming on. Jacob Murphy will play. Like, I know Jacob Murphy He's popular at the minute with his little wave, but like <laughs> Jacob Murphy will 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 play <laughs> until Jacob Murphy is ninety. I'm sure that he's going to be coming on. Like he can stand on the sideline and wave at people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> In terms of football ability, no thanks. But um, yeah, it's a nice problem to have when you spend forty five million on 
players. It is. And and to that point, Mark, like, do you think Gordon's going to play? I mean, Eddie Howe typically doesn't throw new signings straight into the mix. He'll have, you know, a couple of weeks training, maybe 15 minutes, 10 minutes here and there. How soon do you think we're going to see Gordon on the pitch? Um, I think it'll be a bit the same, really. I can't imagine him putting him right in there. Obviously, where he's going to play is probably going to be predominantly, I'd imagine, probably on the left. Um, that's his probably preferred position, but obviously we've got Maxi, who's still obviously wanting to try and get a start. We've got Willock kind of drawing and playing that position as well. So I think it's a case of, uh, as he's done, is just bedding him in, not chucking mm. him in straight away, to be honest. And I guess with obviously looking at games and how say we're not predictable but in terms of freshening up a little bit it's going to be that rotation we're going to have two mm. games in a week at time so it's going to games he's going to be starting I mean if he obviously starts and plays really well he's, he's going to get a bit more in the, in the team it just depends on that really but I think it's just a case of probably a bit more rotation at the second half of the season um, because obviously a lot of these players have played nearly every game so mm-hmm. yeah I think it'll be a bit of that just yeah we, we I think we do look quite leggy so it is good to have that kind of option like a, a viable option, as you say, not not a Murphy who's just can play that last ten minutes and <coughs> sassily wave at people. But yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> you're right. I think you're right. I think we will leave it there for Anthony Gordon. As I said, that there's a there's a lot of content on our Patreon. Um, we spoke with an Everton fan and got a good uh, view of from their side of Gordon. Uh, do consider joining us on there. We'll leave you with these messages from our lovely sponsors. Once again, don't want to hear them. Join us on Patreon. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, part two of the show. Let's talk about the Southampton game and going into possibly going into Wembley. We are 90 minutes from 90 minutes. Like, that's how people are putting it at the moment. This is a massive game, isn't it? It's, Kyle, how big is it for you? Tuesday night. It's it's mental. Like, it's very rare that you're like, get nervy about a game a few days before it happens. It usually starts to kick in like a day or so beforehand. But 
like we haven't had an opportunity like this in the semi-final <clears throat> it's in james's park for so so long like I, in fact i don't when was the last time newcastle had a semi-final at st james's can anyone remember Oh, like it's and a good you, question you, like you look at the like any anyone listening like let one know because i haven't got a clue but like <laughs> um for a semi-final in front of what will be an amazing atmosphere like i can't wait to see that atmosphere hear it feel it like it'll be it'll be special and like the fact that we've already got the like the lead in the tie itself mm-hmm. is is massive for me because i think if newcastle can get the first goal really puts Southampton in a predicament where they have to go for it and I think if Southampton go for it we can really cut them to shreds because a lot of teams when they've came to defend at St James's Park have had to put 10 men behind the ball uh, behind the ball and and make sure like they keep everything tight at the back Mm -hmm. Southampton won't have that like have that luxury so I think if we can get this first goal then Wembley, here we come, basically, and we <laughs> know who we've so got. We we'll know who we've got in the in the final if we if we yeah. do get through. So, which is which is in itself something I'm sure we'll go into lots of detail about and do lots of nostalgia podcasts around that time, um, because that'll bring up some trauma memories, I think, for some people. Um, Mark, for you, how massive is this? Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Um, I'm sure everyone's going to be having full days off, half days, um, getting to town quite early. Probably a little bit kind of like Leicester and some people did that. Um, but you're just hoping for the like, same that I'm sure it will be that kind of same electric atmosphere before the games and what we did bring the scarves, the flags and mm. how you just felt to that time that even before it kicked off, it, we'd won this game here. Looking yeah. at kind of the mentality, looking at the players and looking at kind of Leicester players at that point and you just think it's going to be the same. Um, hopefully, I think... I was, we would have podcast last week. I was more relaxed than Nick. I think it was 24 hours beforehand, to be fair, and obviously more than 40 hours. But obviously, when it gets there, I'll be a bit more nervous. But I just have so much belief in, in yeah. how this, it just, this Newcastle team and what like confidence it gives you. And just defensively and like Pope and that, just like, I just felt even on like that game when Southampton had what they had a good 10 to 15 minute spell where they, they were in some good position. Obviously, Pope made a few good saves. Um, but I just even felt that we're going to come away from it. I'm frustrating that we didn't of the kill off the tie and we, we should have, could have, like, say, been two or three up, to be yeah. honest. But we went for that game and we did what we have to and come back with a with a victory for 1-0 win to take it in the year. And just, like I say, it's, it's just huge. We've got one big foot into the... One, one massive foot, foot in the final. In the final, I would say, yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean... It is. It's massive that we uh, that we have the second leg at St James's Park. It's it's that was one of the first things I think pretty much everybody said when we got the draw. Like yes, the second legs at St James's Park. It's just going to make such a difference to uh, the the atmosphere. We're already one nil up. Uh, we don't concede goals really. So even if we just protect the the goal, we're there. We're, we're there. <laughs> it feels really weird, I've, and I also feel this hangover from the previous era um of like should i get ahead of myself like will i like is am i just attempting fate here i think some people are still a bit superstitious and are still a bit nervous but really if you look at the quality we have on the pitch if you look at where we are from last week we're going to be at home 52 or 50,000 scarves being waved like it was last time i just i'm really excited for it i'm really nervous but I'm really excited. It's a, it's a mixture of both, isn't it? And it's like, 
to be fair, all we have to do is what we've been doing most of the season at home, and that's mm. making sure the opposition doesn't get a shot on target. Because <laughs> we've done that really well this season. We've just got to make sure we do it in this like in a huge occasion. And let, like yourself, Charlotte, I'm proper nervous. Like, uh-huh. I, like I, I know, I'm not nervous about Southampton. Like, as as a collective, that they only looked threatening last week when they brought Adam Armstrong on weirdly. Mm-hmm. But like. Uh, like it's just the occasion because we're not used to a semi-final like it's in james's park it's like it's something that's like unheard of up mm-hmm. here for like such a long time i mean my last final was in 2005 like a long time ago now and it's like it's just a, it's just a nerve of the occasion more so than the opposition yeah that's a really good way of putting it and then and then, Mark, you've said one big foot in the final, hopefully two feet in the final. Wembley, Wembley beckons. How, like, how much are you thinking about it? I know, like I said there, some people don't want to tempt fate. They don't want to book things. But at this point in time, if you look on LNER, you, you can't get a train out of London to Newcastle on the Monday morning at the moment. I think there was something like four seats left on one of those trains. Um, we're not... We're not guaranteed there yet. And and those t- London to Newcastle trains have already like booked up for the morning after. I'd say you probably still would find a seat because I think some people are going to have some sore heads just despite whatever goes on at Wembley. Um, are you like, um, hotels are booked as well, things like that. The prices have skyrocketed. People have been booking these since before we even drew Southampton, by the way. Once we got into the into the semi it was like like should we should we book should we book shall we do it kyle like are you are you booking are you superstitious how are you feeling about it i'm looking looking? more so than booking i've got i've got the money aside yeah ready to do so but like i don't want to be like oh i don't want to be that person that's i have to cancel it now because we've lost but because that would be awful i don't i I don't want to imagine someone doing that that's really sad (laughs) but like I'm sure there's Southampton fans that's booked tickets to Wembley as well, right? I mean, Do you think? Nah, <laughs> they didn't even sell out St. Mary's last I know, that, week. That, that, was, that was embarrassing, to be fair. But, like, <laughs> no, nah, I haven't booked anything yet. But um, if... If we do beat Southampton on on the Tuesday, rest assured I'll be in the queue with many of you yeah. uh, trying to get the trying to get to Wembley. And I don't know what the tickets are going to be like for Wembley if we do get yeah, there. Yeah. But that's a, that's a big thing in my head at the minute. Like, it's, how am I going to get there? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, we don't know what that'll look like from the club. There should be about thirty thousand. I think that's usually around about that there that or thereabouts for the allocation. But how it how they get distributed is a different question i've got friends who have bought the corporate tickets just to be at the final like spent so much money on on i've the, seen how much they're worth as well yeah. like 1300 quid and that it's, it's like oh, is that every crazy yeah yeah yeah, pack, full pack. yeah, yeah, seen, yeah, um, yeah. Um, i mean i booked I, as soon as stuff happened came out i booked the hotel <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's free cancellation it. isn't yeah, it so it's like it. well i may as well i'm not gonna pay anything if it doesn't happen but yeah, I just think like looking at prices and I've even seen from that when the draw kind of come out and you've looked at it like literally the next day and I see yeah. how much has gone up in price. I was just like, I may as well book it and then cancel it if I need to, but we'll need to cancel it, man. So yeah, like, we won't need to. We need to like... Saying that, I'm going to get a ticket, so <laughs> oh, as well. It's like, do I go down if not? I, I, I think go down anyway. Like even if we people are any... Like the atmosphere is going to be class... You know, uh, the pubs will be full of Geordies. I It'll think just, I'd go down regardless. Yeah, like, definitely. The, just the atmosphere, just I think to be, be there. 
um, would just be something very special. So if you could and you can afford it and you've got the time, I, I would probably do it. Um, let's talk specifically about the Southampton game then that's going to get us to Wembley. Um, and let's talk about players. Now, much has been said about our end product that was a problem on Tuesday at St. Mary's. It has been a problem since the um, league restarted as well. We're not scoring as many goals. Um, it was a problem at the beginning of the season and then we suddenly found a load of goals. Um, when Isaac and ASM came on, on Tuesday night, I keep my brain like, I'm really struggling with the timelines here because it's sort of Tuesdays, but it was Tuesday. Um, it sort of changed the game. It like the, the pace that they offer, the way that they stretch and pull the game changed. Southampton couldn't cope with them and obviously we got the goal from there. So... Do the lads that we want to see play, play? Do they start? Would you, Mark, would, I'll start with you. Would you be playing ASM and Isak from the start on Tuesday? Um, that's, that's the debate going on at the minute, isn't it? And yeah, and as you rightly said, the were game changers coming on when they did um, on Tuesday night, both excellent. And obviously we got the goal through Isak's run, but obviously ASM. I think for ASM coming on at that point, I think it was the right point he Come, come on, it was a good because the game was opened and they were obviously a bit leggy, bit obviously quite tired. And ASM run at them was great, and obviously it resulted in a sending off. I think both of them have obviously shown that they can make an impact coming off the bench. Mm. I would not be surprised if Eddie Howe went for an unchanged side again, really, to be honest. Um, for me personally, I would, and we, me and Calum were speaking for the last preview, I was kind of sitting on the fence whether or not to bring Isak in or Wilson. Obviously, Wilson hasn't been, last few games, been quite quiet. Personally, this game, I would like to see Isak start. Yeah. Um, I do think he deserved it. Obviously, Fulham game, he came off the bench, played well. Obviously, last week, he was a game changer in that, and he created the Joel Linton chance. And he'll be dying to start. Um, he's only kind of started, he's obviously been injured, but the Sheffield Wednesday game, he'll want to play in that kind of full-strength Newcastle United side. Um, and I think just Wilson, say drop, but like rest, he just, hasn't been the same player kind of since he was ill as well. And just even last week, he just kind of a couple of runs that normally Wilson see to get the end on. He was quite quiet, to be honest. Um, but like I say, I think Eddie I can still probably trust. With ASM, I think again, and it's, Eddie I'm not going to be cautious, but I think it was the right time and place when ASM came on last week and he made an impact. But I just don't think he would start him. Yeah. I think again, if we need the goal, he'll, he'll come on. I just think he's going to kind of set up the same way and have that free in midfield or like I say probably more Willock or Jolin on that but more Willock probably on the left yeah yeah and they've rotated them too but I, I just see him going the same way as that to be honest um but yeah he does seem like a cautious sort of uh manager when he's setting up this is the team he hasn't changed this team for like loads of games <laughs> don't have to start here probably should but I don't um he but, hasn't changed his team for ages go ahead sorry yeah are you but even look at that that first we I mean Willock should have scored yep. one definitely. I mean if we had the Willock of the when he first joined and oh then he got, like he would have scored that goal. So like I say we were creating chance Almar was creating the grandma probably didn't realise Almar created a few like four or five chances there. Um just because we didn't finish it you didn't get an assist in that in that game. Um but yeah like Willock should have scored a couple like Joel and obviously that goal disallowed. So we were still with that team the first half creating chances so it's just the finishing, yeah. isn't it? We should have been probably about three or four up yeah. at half time. And but when you I, I, I do feel that when you um aren't 
getting that end product aren't getting those goals, the, the momentum, you kind of lose the momentum in the team. And that's why ASM and, and St. Max coming on did change the game because they brought a different kind of pace. Kyle, let me ask you the same question, really. Like, how would you expect how to, to start either one of them or both of them? He's got, to, he's got to start Isak. Like, this turn of the year, Newcastle have been really poor scoring goals. And I think there's only one player that scored the, has showed the conviction to score goals or set goals up, and that's been Alexander Isak. He's got to start him. Like, You've been calling for this for a while, I think. Yeah, like, it's got, it's got to happen. Like, we need to put Southampton to the sword and put them to the sword early. Start Isak. Because they couldn't handle him. Like... The run that he made to set up Jordan's goal was very similar to what Messi did against Croatia in the World Cup. Yeah. He turned the player the turn, left yeah. of a dead, put on a plate for Jordan to where he could not miss. Like, yep. start, Isak's got to start. He's got to, like, in my mind, there's nothing like more like straightforward. Like, I think it's a mistake if he doesn't start because Isak, like, has been the only player this year for me who's, like, been who's showed that conviction in front of, in the final third, something we've severely lacked. So, uh, He's yeah. also a generous player, isn't he? Like you say, he he sets up. He's not just after that sort of, like, being that, that target man and then and then scoring the goal. He's he's able to set up and pass. Yeah. He, uh, for me, it's it's got to... It, he's got to play. Like, he's got... He's got everything we need that Southampton don't want to play against. So... Yeah, um, record signing, St. James Park, semi-final. You buy players for moments like that, play them. I mean, I can't really, it's hard to argue with that, isn't I it? It's hard to agree. argue with that. I agree with you. And I also think, you know, assuming everybody's fit, you've still got Wilson as an option. If it's not working with Isak, um, you've still got, you could you could swap them out or yeah. bring Wilson on at the same time because they actually worked really nicely together when, um, which I never thought we'd see. I thought it would be one or the other. Um so that that is an option. If we if we aren't scoring, and Isak hasn't started, we bring him on at the same time as Wilson, when we might be able to sort of put pressure on the game that way. Um, I like the idea, Kyle, of of starting him and just going like out of the gates, hell for leather. Let's just let's let's wrap this game up in the first half hour, and then just protect it. Kind of like that because I'm already stressed thinking about the game. So if we can do that, and then it's like. If comfortable we, if we can start like we did Leicester but actually yeah. score in that that time we, were, <laughs> yeah. we had the chances would be great that but. would be wonderful yeah I mean yes straight out the gates I yeah it's it I'm nervous I'm nervous I'm like as we're talking about it I'm just getting more nervous what about ASM for you Kyle we're still kind of we're talking about the these are the two players that are on everybody's lips at the moment um from for me I think Isak definitely has to stop but I think Maxi, not yet. Like right. it's, just, I, I don't know. I think, like I know Willock put like two into the stand against Southampton, <laughs> but he got into them positions and he looked dangerous on the ball. So I think Willock starts for me um, ahead of him, but like ahead of Maxi. But if the game's tight, like it was last Tuesday, then Maxi comes into the game, drives at them, and when the game was open up, opened up, and Maxi had that space to run into. They couldn't. They could, yeah. That that get players sent off to to stop them. So yeah, yeah. For me, Maxi's a great option off the bench for this one. Um, so I'd bench Maxi and and play Isak from the start for sure. And Sam Max got a good half hour on at St Mary's. So you know, 
if we if we get that out of him, if we get a bit more out of him, he he would he would change the game. He'd add some pace. He adds. I think he does. He he also got himself into quite dangerous positions for all that. So did Willock. Um. So did ASM. And he's clearly been working with um with Isak as well because they they were they were linking up quite nicely on Tuesday night. And I'd like to see more of that. But I probably agree with you with you both. I think. I don't think Eddie Howe is going to make changes. I think we'll probably see the same lineup or we'll see Isak for Wilson. I think that's going to be the extent of it on Tuesday night. And I'd be fine with that. That's a very strong team um, either way. But uh, yeah, we do. We just need to We just need to score some goals early on and or at least one, one goal. Get it, get it in and, and then, you know, shut up shop at the back like we normally do. Um. Okay, we've kind of touched on this a little bit throughout the podcast, but is there any way is there any way we're not going to Wembley? What can Southampton do here, Mark? Do do you think they can do anything? Do you think they'll 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 press us more? What do you think? Um I mean they're still still in the game, isn't it? It's only one nil. Um anything can kind of happen in football. But when we were even talking last week, I just felt where can Southampton really hurt us? And I mean, they did have a couple of decent chances the other day. I think um, Shea Adams, who who probably needs about five chances to to score a goal, and that's probably looking at the last two games we played against has been the case. Mm. Um, to to be honest, but just looking at what threat can they pose, really. I mean, obviously they played last. It's great that we were probably now off this weekend, and they had a full week, and then they've played last last well yesterday and played some of the same players they played against us, but. I mean, what what they threatened last week in terms of winger wise? Obviously, I think Zendouzi for them he, he caused a, a few threats. Uh, quick, he did trip Yara a couple of times. So mm-hmm. there, there's a little bit of a danger what can happen. Will will the press from the start and will it do that? I'm I'm not quite sure. I think yeah. Fro- I mean, I did it with Man City. He did very well, but that was at home, and I feel like it's kind of just a little bit of a one off from them. They didn't do it against us in the, the first leg, and with that bit of cautious, what and I think just. I don't know for them will it be a case of right if it's nil nil for a long period of time frustrate them, um, not say get the fans in the back but keep it like that and then try and nick one in the second half. I, I don't know if that'll be their kind of approach to the game rather than them being open which we'll play through and then if we score an early goal for them that their heads will drop that'll be yeah. it their fans will be on it like I just for them to try and do that and we play through that press and I think we can do it so I think they'll be more like step back and kind so, of yeah. try and hold it for a while. So I think that they tried to do that when we were at nil nil at St. Mary's, they did try to do that. They made a double substitution and they were going for much more of an attacking and they just couldn't, they couldn't keep up with, with our back line. They, they weren't able to deal with it, even though, I mean, obviously Adam Armstrong did get that sort that, well, it wasn't goal because it was offside, but um, he, he managed to, oh, it was a handball. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, it was a very handball-y <laughs> game. Um, but yeah, I just I, they just couldn't. They they tried it, and yeah. they 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 can't really cope with with Nick Pope and Sven Botman, and 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 they and to your point, they lost their heads. Like they, they were totally out of the game by the end of the game. They lost their heads, and I think you have to psych yourself up if you're Southampton from Tuesday night when they've like had a player sent off, so he's not going to be able to play on Tuesday. They've all got into these fights. There's tons of yellow cards um, being bandied about by the ref. You then have to get out of that mindset as well as get into, like, I think it's quite a big psychological shift for them. So, 
yeah, it, it'll be a tough one. Yeah, hundred percent. I just like I say, I, from what I've seen there, I just don't think I look in the back. They'll they'll come. We'll score past them, and then can I see them scoring two goals? No. Um, other danger. Jim will probably obviously a good player, and it's like, oh, we don't concede. We don't really concede free kick. It's like if you're gonna have to think about not conceding, like they're dangerous about scoring a free kick. It's like if that's what they've got. Mm. Obviously, great delivery and stuff like that. But if you're thinking, oh, we're not gonna concede a free kick, they're just boxing. Like that's their danger. Like yeah. great. I mean, he's a good player, but um, from what I've seen in the two games, and they've tried everything. Um, I mean, they have scored once past us, but yeah, I've just. You've got a smile on your face. I don't think you're too worried about what Southampton might bring to St. James. I'm not. But then again, I'm still <laughs> that nervous. Yeah. Of any, any kind of thinking stupidly happening in a game like that. But I swear I've probably been at this when we've talked first. Maybe, like I said, if this is a one-off game kind of thing, you're mm. a bit more, well, yeah, if it was St. Mary's and that was one-off game and it happened, but it's over two legs. And yeah, it's, it's going to be point. this one. It's a... Uh, I'm still. I still. I do. I, f- I find myself like you can't hear, obviously, because this is audio. But like clenching my fists and getting nervous. Kyle, do you think Southampton could do anything really? To be fair, they did look dangerous when they brought Armstrong on, and Armstrong was very much the player we thought were hard when he was coming out the like mm. like academy. Like, yeah. Th- <laughs> um, he he finally showed that like ability in the, uh, unfortunately against Newcastle. But like, I think if like they keep the game tight. And then they bring like Armstrong on again. That could be a danger, but hopefully we're out of sight by then. Like, <laughs> like as as Mark says before, like they did score past, but we're out of sight. We're thrown out up mm-hmm. at, at Southampton. Like Southampton have to score a couple of goals, and we have it. We've got ten clean sheets on the bounce. Yeah. Like the one thing Southampton probably do have is they're nothing to lose kind of thing, mm-hmm. and that can be dangerous, but. I think if we get that first goal and they have to play out and try and be as attacking as they can, we'll put them to the sword. Yeah. If we get that early goal, first twenty minutes, we could we could really run through them. Like I think that's the thing as well. We have to remember that that we're a very athletic side. Their manager said after the after the game, we are the it's like the fittest team in the league. I, th- I don't think he said that exactly those words, but he basically said that we're a really athletic side. We're very hard to keep up with. We ran them ragged on Tuesday and they have played a game since. They were in, still in the FA Cup, so they played um, Blackpool yesterday. They won. You'd expect that. But they, they, they're going to be tired. Like, this is, and they're coming up to, to St. James's Park and we're, it's going to be so loud and so difficult to, to get past us. I just, I, I can't see them really creating anything. I, all I can see them doing. I take your point about nothing to lose. That can be a dangerous thing. But we've already played them. Eddie Howe now knows how they're going to play. I just don't think that they're going to get past us. I just don't think they are. I feel like I'm kind of trying to talk myself into it a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh God, I'm really scared about it. Um, all right, this is a Southampton preview. Um, so we, we always end the preview shows with a prediction. So I'm going to ask you for your predictions, uh, Kyle. I'll, I'll go first. But then again, I went first last week and I got mine wrong. However, I only said 2-0. Mark said 1-0. So <laughs> Mark's prediction is probably a bit more... Um, well, Mark... Uh, better than go by. None of us can see into um, the future. Like, Come on. Like, like I said before, I'm like nervous about the occasion. But in terms of Southampton, I do not fear them at all. Like right. They're just not... They just don't seem capable. And in fact, I think Newcastle get to the final... With a three 0 win. Oh wow! I, I, I think 
I think we'll get the first goal in the first half an hour. Southampton will try and come out. They'll not be able to keep up with her. And we'll score a couple more. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a comfortable and lovely night. Give me a goal scorer. Isak with two um, and Willock with one. Okay. Okay. Love it. I'm three gonna, nil. I'm not going to go as much as three, but <laughs> two nil. Two nil. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think again, I think an early goal. Well, the first half hour anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Almiron's going to get back on the score sheet. Oh, I love it. Um, and Leonard Isak as well. Yeah, I think so. I think if Isak starts, we will score quite early on. And I think Southampton won't be able to cope with that. I don't think they're going to score. I don't know how. Like, they're not going to be the ones to break this clean sheet record, are they? It's just not going to happen. So, oh, I hate saying that, actually. I feel like I should touch wood. Have a Uh, bit of confidence. (laughs) I'm so new. I, I swear, it is. It's this hangover from previous era isn't it it's this like not wanting to believe we never got you under the previous era though i know but that's the thing we're like just bottle, bottling things or just we're not, not tottenham we're not tottenham <laughs> no bottling all confidence <laughs> oh god okay yeah i think what are we we've got one nil in aggregate i think we'll score two i think we'll score two i think Isak will score I don't know who the second goal scorer will be but go i don't for joel linton he's okay, got quite we'll, a, we'll quite have good. joel linton go for joel linton why there not we why not um and then, of course, on marching on to Wembley for the end of February. Uh, honestly, I would boot your trains and your hotels now because they're getting booked up and it's getting very expensive. But um, we are on Patreon. I have said it um, many times. Please do come and join us there. As we the run-up to Wembley starts, we'll be doing tons and tons of nostalgia. We'll be doing tons and tons of previewing. We'll just be so excited. More importantly than that, if it's possible... Uh, we also have a live show on the 7th of February at the stand in Newcastle. If you're, we've sold, uh, we nearly sold out, I think, on that one, but there are still a few tickets available. Please do come on down if you're in Newcastle. We will be, hopefully, which we didn't know when we booked this, hopefully previewing with, with our esteemed journalist colleagues a, a trip to Wembley, which is a crazy thing to say. And, it, and you can probably hear the smile on my face. Please do consider joining us for that. Um, Thank you so much. This has been the True Faith Podcast. We'll be back.